What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja View Podcast. This is the podcast with me and Travis Mejia. We're talking about old TV shows, and for the last few months, we've been talking about The Sopranos. Travis, how you doing? I'm doing good, Trey. How are you? I'm doing okay. Okay? Just okay? Just look. Just okay. Well, I am on my way out of town. As soon as we're done with this, I'm going to eat food, mm. shower, and then I'm leaving town. all my town. food. Where are you I going? Uh, just outside of Austin. We're going uh, to, it's called Point Venture. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, we're just renting a little Airbnb, a little, uh, little lake action this weekend. Okay. Lake dad. I'm lake dadding this weekend. You're girl dad and lake dad Dude. now. Hashtag girl lake dad. Hashtag lake. girl lake dad. Lake girl dad? Lake like girl, girl. I like girl lake dad. Though. Girl lake dad. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Look at you. Girl lake dad. What's up? What's I'm up, a parent. Man? You're a parent. <laughs> Congratulations to a Thanks. lake and a daughter. Thank you. Thank you. You can throw your daughter in the lake. Probably will. Yeah, probably will. I mean, I'm going to put something on her so she floats. We yeah. did test out swimming without a floaty this week and uh, did not go well. Sunk like mm. a rock. Went right down to the, we got her. She's fine. She did she? Uh, did she do the uh, Nirvana baby thing? It was kind of Nirvana baby ish. Yeah, for sure. She just kind of, you know. How do they film it. that baby? How do they take a picture of that baby doing that? Well, they drowned a baby. They did. They had to go through a few babies for that yeah, al- record took, cover. Did you not read uh, the making of that album? No, I read it, and they went through eight babies the first day, mm-hmm. six the second day. And then by the third day, they finally found one that could, like, float the right way. Yeah. But they went through three that day. So there was about... Well, they're not, they didn't die. Unclear. Unclear if they died or not. Okay. Unclear. I mean, it was weird back in the 90s, man. Everyone was doing all sorts of weird stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, you could get away with a lot more back then, you know? Yeah, yeah. Labor Baby laws death. weren't the same as they were today. You know? Right, right. 90s, you know. <laughs> that was a weird time for all of us. Very, very weird. I, I mean, I remember it clearly. The early '90s, especially. You know, I was, um, I was in my 40s back in the early '90s. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I kind of remember. Yeah, I, uh, I liked the '90s. It was okay. It was okay. But, I mean, I was, know. I was a kid. You know, so yeah, they're they're fine. <laughs> they're great because you're a kid. I don't remember. Like, I don't actually remember. I was born in '91, so like, I don't actually remember much of the '90s. I was born in '88. So I'm I'm a nineties. Got a got a glimpse. Yeah, that's the thing with the whole generations is I don't know what a nineties kid means. I guess I'm considered a nineties kid, but I'm all like my consciousness was like ninety five to two to two thousand five. Yeah. Like I think adolescence, you know. Technically I guess like I'm a like a late nineties kid. Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't really pay that much attention to like any pop culture until like two thousand three. Okay. So, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember like Nickelodeon and Nintendo TV. 64. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but outside like, of that, yeah, that's no, kind of no, it. No. I wouldn't. It. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I remember we Batman all made cartoons. Stuff we all like made that. Bill Clinton jokes without really knowing who Bill Clinton, <laughs> what the whole deal was. But right. we knew something was going on. 
This president is in deep poo-poo. That's hey, all he's doing something to that Monica Lewinsky and not doing something with his wife. No, <laughs> that seems bad news bears to it me. It does seem bad news bears. <laughs> Speaking of people that uh, don't do things totally only oh, with nice their wives. segue. There you go. You're becoming a pro, Travis. Dude, two weeks in a row. Both of us are pro. I guess two episodes in a row. Yeah, segues, segues. We're talking about The Sopranos here. We're talking about the last two episodes. The first episode is called Long-Term Parking. Long-Term Parking. I like the name of that episode a lot. I love it. It's uh, kind of ties back into quite a few things in this episode, I would say. Mm-hmm. Honestly, these t- last two, this season in general has had the most like ties to early episodes, earlier episodes, whether it be season one, two, three, or four. Uh I've loved the tentacles that have come off of this thing. This is my favorite season. It's It's been fantastic, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's, it's been the strongest season, I think. It's the most complete, uh, like I said, the, the just the tentacles going back to the history of the show. Like, I guess if you were going to put one blemish on the season, it was that, like, the, to- the Tony-Tony B relationship wasn't quite, like, as strong as it was portrayed to be but i felt like it worked you know like it it worked the way they did it i you know it maybe his storyline would have rang a little truer if or a little harder for people if it was like sill or polly at the end that was kind of the one taking the spot but i liked it i really really liked it and steve buscemi and uh, James Gandolfini are such strong actors they were able to kind of convey that relationship yeah i i think if they had had that character from the beginning, it probably would have been stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least maybe alluded to that character from the beginning. It would have been stronger. And Sepinwall kind of even writes in the in the book that, and this is more on the second episode, but it works for both, is that uh, these characters that kind of come in in the latter part of the series seem like they don't really belong, almost in another worldly way. Mm-hmm. Where they're like almost like, we can even compare it to... Like Scrooge and uh, Christmas Carol, where these are kind of ghosts of okay. some kind of past, or and this is this is my interpretation, not Seppenwall's, uh, where it's uh, almost like this is a part of Tony, or this uh, represents a piece of Tony, you know. And this is in this now. I, he does mention that like Gloria represents uh, kind of his mother and the love he wants from his mother, and and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Tony B kind of represents what Tony could have been or if, if he had made some different choices uh, or or what, or made some wrong choices and sort of the anger Tony has and the impulsivity Tony has and stuff like that. I really like that, actually. It's like uh, that would, you know, for the messaging of the show, that would make a lot of sense as to why they tend to recycle storylines a bit and mm-hmm. put them into new characters uh, that would actually make a ton of sense because I mean the show, the show especially this season, themed wise has been you know people don't change it, it, right, and that's you know he was kicked out in the finale. Or it's very hard for back. people to change exactly. So that and he gets he keeps getting presented with these similar uh, people in front of him, whether it mm-hmm. be uh, you know Richie, Ralphie, Tony, like similar situations, and he has to make a decision based on whatever it doesn't really matter but like um yeah i really like that that's good stuff you're like trey seppenwall mitchell now yeah i'm my own seppenwall i can write another book (laughs) i'm seppenwall now (laughs) i'm the seppenwall 
<laughs> uh, so the first episode, this is where we uh, kind of get two things, right? We get the reconciliation of Tony and Carmilla, mm-hmm. and we have the death of Adriana. <clears throat> and I guess, like, a third third note would be uh, New York set, settling down for the moment. Yes. Sort of. New York is, well, their, their civil war has settled down, but they're still trying to find Tony B. Yeah. Uh, Phil is real pissed off. I guess I didn't realize that that Billy dude was his brother. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to kind of decipher who's who in the show sometimes. Yeah. Especially like these kind of, you know, other side char- characters. Side characters, like... Yeah, who, oh, is that, you know, the names all kind of sound similar. Yeah, um, I do really, really like, uh, because, I mean, it starts in the previous episode, the foreboding nature that, of course, if you don't know what happens at the end of the finale, you don't really catch the foreshadowing that's going on with Phil Mm -hmm. and how he's really the problem here, and he's the one that Tony really needs to be worried about. Uh-huh. Uh, I love the way that gets all set up, especially in this episode. Um, really, really good. Just the the sit down with uh, Phil, and he's just like really going in on Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants Tony B's head on a spit, and he's now targeting Chris because yeah. hey, if I can't get one family member, I'll get the other. Making making advances on on blood relations. He's real. Yeah real aggressive with this might be in the second episode with uh christopher's mom yeah that's in the second yeah it is second episode like just his unhinged nature but even at this like at this meeting at the beginning of the episode um he almost seems just more annoyed than like actually upset you know like Mm kind of put off that they're not giving him exactly what he wants which is probably worse uh because you can understand if somebody is just uh, in their emotions, super upset, but he's really just annoyed that he's not getting what he wants at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we do have the meet. Is this the up at the meeting with uh, Johnny and Tony, where Johnny pretty much is now acting as, "Hey, I now the boss. We're not going to meet here anymore. We're yeah, going to meet somewhere else." Yeah, a little yeah. Carmine. I guess we get sort of a little look into the beginning of where he's like, "I don't know that I'm really about all this." Uh, this violent stuff, so yeah. I'm just gonna step back. And they tell they tell Tony, or they're talking about it before Tony goes to meet Johnny, and they're like, he was already kind of an insufferable dickhead. Just imagine now. Yeah. And the first thing that uh, happens when he meets with Tony is, this is undignified. We're not meeting here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool place, though. But yeah. Um. So we kind of yeah we that is more of the focus of the next episode. The kind of conclusion of of Tony, what happens to Tony B. Yeah, d- d- is this episode the where he kind of calls him out of the blue? Yeah, he calls him twice. Yeah, and uh, Tony traces the call to his uh, his uncle's the the house we were at earlier. Right. Um, when they went to upstate New York, and Tony actually, yeah, you know, he confesses to him the second time he calls about the night that he didn't show up to that uh, that job, the hijacking, and he just tells him. Now we're even. Yeah, and this is kind of like when uh, Tony confesses to Ralph about uh, what it, that he was sleeping with his girl, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
who ended or up it's, getting we get to see her for the last time i guess in the next episode <laughs> yeah uh about um yeah about i'm sorry yeah so this is more this is less of a getting it off my chest and more of a hey i'm gonna tell you this and so i don't feel as bad about having to kill you right yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's and you know, Tony tells Johnny at the end, like I know this needs to be done, uh, but of course Johnny's posturing, trying to get respect from Tony. Tony wants respect from Johnny because they're friends to like not have his cousin get eviscerated while he's still alive. Because he knows that, yeah, he knows that he's going to be tortured. Oh if, yeah, if he were to get him. But, uh, f- uh Phil, uh. Johnny's not about that because he has to kind of make his name as the new boss. And Tony gives him a nice old fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself uh, to kind of cap off that storyline for the for the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the good stuff. Yeah? Yeah. I guess it started all with uh, Tony punishing Chris for messing up the cigarette smuggling thing. And yes, this is actually kind of this would have been maybe Adriana's best chance because we get, you know, we get a again, Tony punishing Chris, like you're saying, making Chris even more angry about his cousin and why his cousin showing favoritism. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he says that to Adriana and then Adriana gets popped because they see a video of her moving some stuff from a from a dumpster to her car, being very suspicious. And they take her in, and they obviously know what it is. There was a murder that happened at the club by um, by some uh, drug dealers. It wasn't yeah. even mob related. No, it was that Matouche guy who's mm-hmm. been sort of like skulking around the show yeah. for a couple of seasons. Right. Not but even Chris- mob related. Yeah. Chris, who is kind of a clairvoyant on these things, has been telling Adriana that he's bad news. Yeah, just yeah. like he did with uh, the FBI agent. And yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of he's kind of got a good insight into if people are going to be uh, good to go or not. Yeah. Now Adriana doesn't listen, but yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, so the, they take her in, and they pretty much are like, "Hey, you need to do something now." Whether it's wear a wire or flip Chris, or you're going to jail for 25 years for this. Mm-hmm. And she uh, outright confesses to Chris, and that uh, results in a very Ooh. brutal, just yeah. just a punch right to the face, and then a, then a the choke choking. out. The choking yeah. was, man just just really really intense you know like yes. I, it was quite intense uh to really bring her within an inch of her life you know what i mean like she was just about gone yeah and just this poor girl like she just she wasn't she was not gonna get out of this she was not gonna get out. Uh, and, like she's probably been doomed for quite a long well, time the the beginning of this chapter in the sepawal book says it perfectly uh she was dead the minute she got in the car not the car that silvio used to drive adriana into the desolate woods where her murder 
where he murders her for ratting on the FBI at the end of one of the most devastating hours of the entire series. No, she was dead the minute she got in the FBI car back in season four's no-show yep. when Deborah outed herself as an agent and invited her target to come back to headquarters. Yep. Once Adriana got in the car, talked to the federal agents, and didn't ask for a lawyer, it was over for her. If so she refused, I want to... she might have done a year or two in prison for cocaine. But, uh, and then maybe she'd be pretty much, maybe she'd been shunned by the family. Maybe she'd have to start her life over again somewhere, but she would have been alive. Yeah. Because Tony wouldn't have killed her. No. You know, for, because they had the FBI agent over for dinner at his house, but I think Tony would have been relaxed on that. Uh, because he really liked Adriana. I think if she had, yeah, if she had not gone in that car, if she had not talked to the FBI, I don't think she would be dead right now. Boy, I don't know. I want to take it a step further okay. and say that she was doomed the minute she met Christopher. Yeah, probably. You could take you know, it back there, yeah. Very much like uh, Carmella, like doomed as in maybe not die, but she's just not going to have a real great existence. Right. Very much like Carmella where like she's got everything. Well, she was also for, uh, in the family already. Like she was, uh, exactly, remember yeah. she, yeah, so... So if you want to take it another step further, she, she was, was always doomed. Yeah, she was always doomed. Being and part of that that crew, especially that... being like who she was, because unlike, um, say like Meadow, she doesn't have the sense to get out of it. She's right. Not very bright. She's pretty gullible. Um, she's not like Adriana was never innocent, but she was like an innocent. You know, like mm-hmm. she was one of the ones that. I, I kind of consider her even more innocent than uh, Carmella. Not due to that she's a better person, just she was kind of too, for lack of a better word, stupid to like really catch, to actually catch on and understand a lot of what was going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, her death is kind of the fur is the proverbial death nail in all of our favorite characters because like, like she just. She really didn't do anything on purpose. And like we'll get a little further into like how it all breaks out and how it happened and everything. But she didn't she didn't like intentionally do anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. And they ruthlessly killed her. And that's yeah. kind of the lat she's the first person that they killed that was like really not a bad person per se. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she wasn't she was not innocent. As far as like she knew what was going on, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I was thinking about what if like I'm, I was thinking about it would be it would be similar if it was Carmela in the same place, you know? It'd be I very very similar. You know, it's someone who has not done murders, but but I think also Carmela has the luxury of marrying the top guy, right? And exactly. She, and and Adriana wasn't even married to Chris; she was engaged. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and she's not. Really, yeah, she's not a part of the family. I mean, she's a, what she was. Um, what was the guy's Richie April's niece, right? Yeah, yeah. She's way more akin to like an Artie type figure, yeah. somebody adjacent that you know. If Artie was a woman and married one of the the gangsters, like that would be way more akin to that. Somebody who was adjacent to the yeah. to the mob that then you know got a little little deeper in than probably should have, right. Yeah, she, and also just the, the abuse she got from Chris. And, yeah. you know, and I think we feel very bad for her about that. Just the cycle of abuse, being in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And she's just, you know, like the whole, the last two seasons, she's just 
having problems with stress and anxiety and and she's all definitely that. the first one that they've killed like this that we just like even as um even as viewers and you know kind of being on the side of the sopranos and tony um she was the first one that just didn't really deserve what she got right you know, p- pussy was ratting on people ralph was an asshole and, and she was technically right but she was like had no choice she felt and she wasn't really yeah. given a much and she, she just felt like she really didn't have any choice in the matter and again like you said yeah. she wasn't smart enough to get herself out of it and she, i yeah. don't know she yeah she was doomed forever so let's talk a little bit about how it kind of broke out um after after the the, the choking uh, they kind of like spend the whole night planning what they're gonna do and how we're gonna go talk to the fbi and he and chris is almost there he's almost on the on the side precipice. of our he's on the precipice if that's a word even <laughs> uh of of making it happen but he needs to go clear his head and in probably the worst scene in the episode where he's filling up his his uh hummer and he sees the poor people at the gas station like worst as like just it just uh, you know like it was just kind of dumb it was dumb <laughs> yeah okay. i just didn't i just didn't really care for that it didn't matter you know like it's just if there's if I'm gonna nitpick a moment in the episode mm-hmm. it was the very on the nose uh, i don't want to be poor and driving through this country trying to get away from people but that's sort of his deal though that's kind of been no, his deal is. forever you know it is like i said it was just very on the nose sure. okay um but anyway he, he he then and when i guess so in this episode that scene of him calling tony and telling him what happens or what happened and what is going on we do get to see it next season but apparently it was oh, shot it was shot for okay. this episode, and they just took it out, and they're going to show it next year. Because I have a, a note about that. That's interesting. I At least that's that. what I read. Of course, as okay. you know, I haven't gotten this far, but that's what I read is we do get a clip of it next season. Okay. Because I guess uh, people were speculating, since we didn't see that, maybe she's alive. You oh, know? oh, you mean like that she's dead? No, yeah. no, no, no. I meant the clip of, oh, no, no, no. of Chris I, I... calling Tony. Right, right. That we didn't see that conversation, and we didn't see her, her dying, being yeah. shot. So yeah. there was spec, and then that final scene where it kind of it's like it's framed like it's that, like it's a continuation of her being killed, and it mm-hmm. pans up, and we see Tony and uh, Carmella. People yeah. were speculating she might not be dead. Okay, I think I I can I can help you out on that that transition scene. Yeah. So as she dies and ascends, and Tony. Is having right. a freaking panic attack and he's descending. Yeah. Because he's done one more thing to hurt his uh inner being. Mm-hmm. And uh that that's pro I think what they were hinting at. I yeah. like that. I loved that shot. I loved that like kind of that whole the crawling way, and then the, the yeah. It was it was just so intense and mm-hmm. so Steven Van Zandt apparently did not want to do that. He was oh, yeah pretty adamantly not wanting to do that and it mm-hmm. took uh drea Demetto to like talk him talk him down and like he didn't want to call her c word he yeah. didn't want to drag her out of the car he didn't want to be the one that shot her and she was just like trying to explain to him the impact and how awesome this is and how uh i mean at the time of course we've known this is coming for a while and but at the time this is one of the like preeminent most holy shit moments in tv Mm-hmm. you know and uh i'm glad she was able to convey that to him because 
there's nobody in this show that could have pulled that scene off like Stephen Van Zandt did. Mm-hmm. Like he is ominous, comforting, seething, uh, just perfect. Absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. I don't think that first season Sill, I don't know that he could have been as believable in that role as he was as well, season five all- Sill. Think about Tracy, you know, and that that yep. whole episode, and how he kind of is that you can flip between this caring guy and this, you know, a, a pimp almost, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I thought he was great, and okay. So, when do you think that Adriana knew what was what was? Oh, uh, when she started crying, when she was saying, when we saw her starting to cry, I think she knew then. Yeah, I think that's when it like cemented in her head. Yeah. But she had to know when they called him to tell them, tell her that Chris committed suicide and Silvio is coming to pick you up. That there is at least a a chance that this is where it ends for her. Mm-hmm. I think she probably knew that her chances of surviving this whole ordeal were ninety percent out the window the minute Chris left that room. Yeah, I think so. And also, why were why wasn't the FBI watching them? Why why did they have a someone watching them at all? I don't know. It's a great yeah. question. They kind of they kind they bungled this so badly. Yeah. What's ironic is is at the end of the day, and this is sort of on topic these days, is that uh, on average, even though they kill her, the mob and the Sopranos treat Adriana a whole lot better than the FBI does. Yeah, yeah, they do. You know, I mean, like, sure, yeah. I mean, FBI was they well, they're in it for something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Whereas Tony treated just... her well. Chris may have not have treated her well, but sometimes did. You know, yeah, they treated her well. Poisonous but like the love. FBI was, they don't, they did not care at all. Like maybe this, maybe at whole the the family cared about her maybe fifty percent, forty percent. The FBI cared about her no percent. They just, she was a tool. She was, all yeah. she was was a tool to get information about Tony. Yeah. They don't care about her. They don't care about her family. She is a pawn. They and don't care what happens. Like, I, that one cop, the, the balding man who's been yeah. in, like, he seems to be the most, um, empathetic mm-hmm. of them. But, like, that's not doing a whole lot for anybody. No. You know? Yeah, like, they're, yeah, it's very interesting in that they are the ones that are the old, that the Sopranos are the ultimate demise, which we knew that that was going to happen. But like, mm-hmm. it's just how it, it's kind of how the mob and how Tony works. Like he's uh, he says all the right things and uh, you know he gives you the right message, but if, if you fuck up, he will kill you. Yes, that's the whole thing with that. It's if you, yeah, like if you fuck up, the the, the penalty is death in the mob. It's like Unless you could you could cousin. live a great life, you could live uh you could you know live a great life being in the mafia. But if you slip up bad, you're dead. Yeah, even if you kind of just a little slip up, that yeah. can turn into something bad. Well, yes, like and, and talking her, to the FBI is a number one fuck up. Oh yeah, that's it right there. Uh, and then I loved. Do you have anything else on Adriana's death before we hit the the very last? Or I guess the the land, the midlife crisis, and their little uh, Carm and Tony's little conversation. Mm. Mm. No, I think that's it. Okay. 
Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. I really. This was this was a tough death. It was a tough tough death to watch, uh, even though I knew it was coming. You know the. Uh, just it was it was so well done, man. This was an awesome, awesome episode. Uh, Terrence Winter won uh, the Emmy for outstanding writing for a drama series for his work on this episode. Tim Van Patten won the Emmy for outstanding directing on this episode. Drea De Matteo won uh, the Emmy for outstanding supporting actress. Michael Imperioli won the Emmy for mo- for outstanding supporting actor. Uh, this won an Emmy, yeah. Yeah, this won the Emmy. So the show did. The show did yeah, this season. This season. This season is the season that they win the uh, series of the year or whatever. Um, just really, really strong, strong episode. I like at the end the Tony and Carmela like ne- negotiation on him moving yeah. back in. It's uh, very business. Yeah, he's like his. He says his midlife cri- crisis will no longer interlude anymore. And- he never says he never says that I will not have an affair. No. It just won't it's bother that, you anymore. Yes. Which I don't know how he's gonna do that. Because well, it's, it's never really been his choice. What are these no. women call the house? Right. Uh but he does agree to buy that land so that she can start her little real estate business. And yeah. he does, he also went right before this he uh or I guess before he moves right he moves back in. Uh, he goes and sees Valentina and breaks up with her. <laughs> yeah. While she's all burned. All crispy. Mm-hmm. And, and she does do that. I'll, I'm going to kill myself. And he's like, uh-huh. ah, he's I like, got to take this. Yeah, I've already done that with one of you guys. I, 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 can't, I can't fit another suicide in my Why brain. are these women so obsessed with Tony? Power, man. He's got the power D. Yeah, I guess. We also do have Chris back to drinking again. This is oh yeah, and and heroin, and the heroin, yeah. Which is it's uh it's understandable, but it's also foreboding because as we know, he kind of gets back into the into the yeah. stuff next season. And Tony does kick his ass because you know yeah he says he's, he's not the only one with pain. Yeah, which it makes a lot of sense now why they spent some time this season getting Tony a little closer to Adriana. You yes, know? definitely. Because I'm not sure if his call to her would have made a ton of sense, or if it, or if it could have been. Uh, I don't know that it would have made a ton of sense to her if they hadn't already developed some sort of a relationship for him to talk to her the way he was talking to her, as like yeah. you know, supportive and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like I said, I love the tentacles from this season, drawing back to previous episodes in the season and the whole entire series. Uh, Really, really, really good. I loved that episode. I loved uh, Tony moving in. That shot where he's like really far away, drops his bags. Mm-hmm. The house feels very empty. Yeah, you know. And and as the viewer, you're like, I, I know at the time, I think a lot of viewers were a little annoyed with that because it's like we're we're not progressing anywhere he's right back to where he was at the end of the last season but that's the whole point yeah is like we know how this is going to turn out yeah it's not going to go well we know that and uh it's just hilarious as he just walks back in drops all of his bags on the ground tells uh tells uh, aj to go get the rest of his bags and 
him and Carmela are, uh, is this when they have dinner, I guess? Yeah, this is the dinner scene, I think. And it was kind of fun. It was very funny as they're all looking around the table. And even as the viewer, you're like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. And AJ speaks uh, for the first time, says anything anybody's ever agreed with and was like, man, he's kind of on point here. Uh, and he tells everybody that this is fucking weird. And they have champagne. <laughs> then it's sort of Tony back to watching TV, eating ice cream, and Carmela just doing dishes. Uh huh. And then she like old times. Her her plans. Yeah, like old times. All right. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. Um, I mean, unless we want to talk more about the whole getting back together business arrangement. I don't think that. we don't need know. to get too yeah. uh, in depth into it. There's so I, th- you know, there's no as much as we want to believe Carmela is this like strong, powerful woman. She just she's she's just not. And well, it's she's not been ne- trapped too. Like she right, she has yeah. no other way to go. Like it's not necessarily that this is just how like marriage works. Not even yeah. like this particular marriage, but if you've been in a long term marriage, you're not one person. You're part of a you know an entity. A, yeah, I don't want to be lame and like team or whatever, but like you're, you're part of a, a whole. You're part of a whole. So even when you separate, it it's like, and we all have to acknowledge this that of that whole, Tony is closer to like seventy five percent than fifty percent. Yeah. And without that, you know, there's something missing. And that's kind of where we've been leading all season long with, with Carmela and Tony is that their eventually their eventual reconciliation was inevitable because neither one of them feel feel fulfilled because they've spent so long together that the comfortability of that is just too much to pass up. Right. All right, so this next episode, this is the episode where Tony, you know, and it's interesting, you know, you brought up the fact that maybe a few, I guess last season even, I don't know if it's this season or last season, that the rift between Tony, Sill, and Polly, mm-hmm. and this sort of episode addresses, this episode addresses that. Head on. Yeah. Where, um, you know, I really like the first scene where, I think it was the first scene or maybe one of the first scenes where they're having that dinner for, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he is the informant, right? Yeah, uh, Ray Curtin. Yeah, and he is the informant. He's been talking to the FBI for a few seasons. Yeah, not really giving anybody anything. And I think I think the irony of this right after killing Adriana for, for being an informant and then the end of the episode uh, gives you an idea that... Th- that they have a big issue with infiltration. <laughs> yes, they do. It's everywhere. Because these are just the ones that like we know about. And I think you should just go ahead and assume there are more people out there that are talking to the cops. Yeah, definitely. Which makes... Mm, we'll, we'll get to that later on this season. Uh, or next season. I have a question, but we can... It's it's a more pressing issue later on. Okay. Um. Uh. So, yeah, you, you get... Tony and before the dinner, everyone's kind of talking about, "Hey, this this thing with Tony and his cousin, it's it's putting us all in danger. This isn't great." Uh, and then I think Vito even says, "Hey, maybe we should take out the boss." Tony comes in, says a few words, and leaves. Then we got Sill talking to Tony about, "Hey, some people are really upset." This was an awesome scene. Yeah, and he kind of tells him like up front, like, "Hey, you have a problem with authority and anger." Yeah, I loved that, and, and of course, this is the this is the allusion to the name of the episode. All due respect, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it's 
something somebody says when they're talking to somebody above them or equal to them that they don't want to hear. And I just absolutely adored Tony's uh, saying it right back to him in the most sarcastic, pleasant way he could. Mm-hmm. But he does seem to get the message. And you just see the, like, Sills loyalty to him of, like, look, everybody's going to do what you want. Everybody's going to do exactly what you tell us to do. But the morale is a problem, and this is kind of what I'm seeing. It was pretty much spot on, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it was wonderfully, very astute of Sill to point it out, and the balls on him to do so. But, you know, when you're Silvio and you are a loyal soldier, and if he shuts you down, you can stand up and leave and ask him if there's anything else you can do for him, then you probably can make that sort of move, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if Polly at this point were to have tried some shit like that, I don't think that would have ended very well for Polly. Right. And he does go over to Polly's house. I forgot what for exactly, but. It was basically to confront him because. Yeah. Because Silvio, Silvio wouldn't give him a name, but Tony was like, is it fucking Polly? Is he the yeah. one? Is he the one out here talking? Uh, yeah, so he goes over there. That was an awesome, hilarious scene, too. Yeah, with the painting. Uh-huh. And I'm trying Polly, to explain the painting, yeah. Polly all dejected. Like, you never come over here anymore. <laughs> yeah. I love that it's scene. It's very sad that it his is. old buddy doesn't, you know, want to hang yeah. out anymore. <laughs> but you're right. Like, this, this season, there's been a couple episodes, and this one in particular where we're really highlighting the uh, isolation that Tony is in by his own doing and by his own situation, uh, being the boss of being the top of the family. Mm-hmm. And his last uh, his last kind of vestige into being able to get actual, you know, advice, Junior is... Uh, Slipped yeah. quite a bit since the last time we saw him. And we'll we'll see more about that in the, the premiere. Yeah. But he has slipped. He is gone. He's not there anymore. No. And yeah. Tony, who at you know, up until basically that moment, really hasn't seemed all that concerned with Junior's health. Yeah. You know, like I mean he checks up on him and whatnot, but he hasn't really been that concerned with it. But the way it accelerated and I like we said last episode, I think that there's more time that passes in this season than any other season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can kind of play out a little bit better like this. Uh, just really, he you know, he goes to talk to Junior to get advice. And then he goes to talk to Melfi to try to get some advice. But he can't really tell her everything. And her, right. she's getting annoyed with that now, which leads to next season when she drops him as a patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I remember that episode clearly. Uh, that bit, we kind of had uh, almost the greatest hits of characters kind of come back because we hadn't really mm-hmm. seen Junior and Melfi for a while, and then they kind of come back this episode. Like, yeah. hey, remember they're in the series? Melfi is the show. Been, I mean, for a couple of years now, they've been using her less and less, but I think they used her a lot better this season yeah, than they definitely. did last. Definitely. Like, I, just, I really, really enjoyed her stuff. And maybe it was just her kind of bucking up to him a couple of times yeah. this season, you know? And I think a lot of that maybe is just because they kind of did what they were trying to do with that whole scenario mm-hmm. in season one. Yeah. Right? And then it's like, well, now we have this great character and this great actress. So we can't just write her off. We have to keep, you know, we have to keep having her and choose. And those scenes are vital 
Yeah. Uh, but it's like they can't, you know, it can't be season one where it's every episode it's that relationship. It's got to be a little right. Less. And I, th- you know, it's season one. You're you're still under the imp- not really under the impression, but there's still like hope that Tony can be a better person and can right. like actually address some of the things that they are uh, discovering and you know coming to the to the forefront in his mind. Uh, but at this point, we all know that that's not going to happen. So it's really only there for him to like realize things, and then for him to not follow up on it. Right. Uh, and and just like her, she's so great, you know. Like in her two three minutes every other episode that she's gotten, especially in this back half, she's been great, just great, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. All right. So the big thing, and I like uh, in the second wall, he goes. Uh, not only does Tony wind up as the hunter and the bear at different stages of this episode, uh, gunning down Tony B with a shotgun and then emerging like a bear from the trees <laughs> behind the house. This uh, this episode of the season kept circling the idea that the two Tonys are really the same Tony, just manifested in different contexts. Love so, it. Tony the bear that's destroying <laughs> his home life and Tony the hunter that's killing others, I guess. There's two different types of tonys yeah well in like uh it's there's tons of bear analogies you can make like one being uh the lumbering slow moving hunter like he was or the one that escapes when something bigger or something else comes along that they're afraid of um just ready to or just you know slow lumbering man that at any moment can destroy you Right. Uh, as he comes, he he emerges from his backyard from basically the same place the bear has. Yeah. Uh, to a much different reaction from Carm, despite yes. that we're trying to hit hit all these notes of the bear uh, knocking on the door and uh, just letting him on in. Very different than last last season finale, right? Right. Um. Let's get into the, the the Phil and the New York stuff. Yeah, let's do that. So they're trying to track, and of course we had the big fuck you from Tony in the last episode, but <clears throat> they have, uh, Tony basically finally comes to the conclusion that it's got to be done, and he goes down to New, to or goes upstate New York and kills Tony B and gives them the address to find him at they go there of course phil's not going to get his revenge because he's already been shot in the face thought that was interesting the lingering on the the shot face of steve buscemi in that bunch of cornflakes right on him it was like cornflakes yeah i think it was kashi i think is what it was okay yeah uh interesting cereal for a mobster wouldn't have expected him to be so into health cereal but okay okay that's cool and it's and it's kind of sad through that episode we kind of get reminders of you know, he has, uh, I think, a prostitute over to his house, right? Mm-hmm. And he and she's like, "Hey, you really massage my, you really, uh, I like your massage on my foot. I can barely feel the pain." Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Oh, I could have, that was what I was gonna do, right?" When I got right. out of prison, and, uh, he's yeah, Tony B is the we were talking about it earlier in this episode. Like he's sort of the embodiment of Tony, but enhanced. Mm-hmm. Like he is. He has a lot of anger and aggressions, and he blows up, and he's impulsive, and he's done that a few times, you know, this the season, and, and it all's led to him inevitably being killed. Yeah, it's Tony. probably foreshadowing for 
neck for Tony's death. Yeah. You know? And it is interesting, too, because I know, like, we... I remember when we started this season that I was like, I know he dies, but I just didn't remember the circumstances. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be some rift between Tony and Tony, where I guess you could call it a rift, but not really. He's almost doing it out of protection. Yeah, because he just... He felt like that was the most humane way to... That was the last way he could help his cousin. Because at this point, it's either all-out warfare, which, you know, I mean, it it sort of didn't help a ton at first. But being that there was kind of a safety net and Johnny being there, he kind of figured that if I do this, I can probably fix my problem here with Mm -hmm. a friend on the other side. Um I mean, in the whole, you know, the beginning of the season, we're kind of led to that Tony B is going to be a, a Richie or a Ralphie type character. And it turns out that way, but Tony goes about it differently. It's a lot less, uh, it's a lot less intentional. Or I guess it's more intentional than those There's two. There's less animosity. Yes. Yeah. Well, I which, guess there is animosity, but it's, he it's cares up for by his fact, cousin. Right. Yeah. Which we've. You know, they hit on that quite a bit, that the only reason why he still hits on it is, like, this is your pride. You just don't want to lose. Right. And also, you feel it's your pride and guilt. Uh, he doesn't want to lose to New York, and he still feels guilty that he he's kind of the reason why Tony... Be- which, if he had shown up to that job, him and Tony would have been in prison. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not like Tony B took his place. They both would have gone to prison. So, even his guilt is a little clouded you know so after he uh after he kills him and they go out and get him i love i love the johnny stuff in this episode is just awesome uh he's such a you never know how he's gonna react and feel towards things johnny he's very unpredictable because very much like and the reason is is he's very similar to tony in how he kind of manages which is why they work pretty well together Mm -hmm. but it's just uh he we don't get the insight of johnny like we get the insight of tony right 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 so johnny is is posturing and the phone call he calls he calls tony and tells him like you didn't fix anything Mm -hmm. and they set up a meeting he goes out to the house and of course tony's a little uh little little skeptical about going out there alone as he should be, mm-hmm. but they get out there and they they you know they're negotiating at first, and then finally it kind of it, bl- it blows down a little bit, and then we're friends again. Yeah, he's like, what were you? Do- I just both of them just didn't want to lose. That might yeah. be one of the funniest parts of like it's probably the only funny part in the last couple episodes with the way things were going, but just how they both were like, yeah, man, I just didn't want to lose. I'm so, like that. We're just kind of we're just fighting for no reason mm-hmm. just now. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, and then the FBI comes. And it oh. looks like a bunch of hunters coming out of the woods, too. Like, mm-hmm. there's another bear analogy where he's being hunted. Uh, you know, and I guess one of their crew flips on the New York crew. Yeah, so, it was his consigliere. Yeah. That, that Jimmy Patrille, which I didn't know who that was when they said it in the uh, on that phone call with the lawyer. But I, you know, and I was reading, I was like, oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because he calls Another, him. He's a sweet old man. Yeah, everyone's out to everyone's flipping, man. Everyone's yep. flipping. Everyone's flipping. Uh, 
So yeah, another point, I guess, with uh I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm all over the place here. Let me let me look at my notes. It's here, while you do point. that, I'll give yeah. you some uh, I'll give you some notes. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. Bob Shaw, the production designer for the show, makes a cameo in this one. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the architect working with Hugh DeAngelis. We did get to see the poor gardener again as he got arrested at Johnny's yeah. house. In the DVD material, the DVD commentary, Drea Mateo, Drea De Mateo, um, says that Tony. Uh, Tony B was not initially supposed to die. Okay, that's what I, my note was, yes. But they kind of ran into, he can't make it out of this situation. Right. We don't really need to spend more time on him running, so I guess we're just going to have to kill him. Yeah. Which, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, they they kind of painted themselves into a camera, and then... A corner. Or a corner camera. <laughs> uh, they painted themselves into a camera. Okay. Um. So the scene with Johnny Sack, when the scene with Johnny Sack, when he's arrested, we get to see another take of that in the sixth season episode, Soprano Home Videos. It's just, it's just a different take, but they kind of mm-hmm. replay it out. Okay. Is that where they uh, kind of look back at old episodes? Is it, is it a clip mm-hmm. show, Soprano's yeah. Home Videos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think that might also be where they replay the phone call. With okay. Chris and Tony, I think. So I don't it is know. a clip show. <laughs> it is a clip show. It's definitely it's a it's the greatest hits. They hadn't done hey, one yet. Hey, Camilla, is... let's put in this VHS and watch some old videos. <laughs> and they just do a clip show, clip episode. Yeah. Remember all those times I said oh, and then it's just a minute oh! of them saying oh. That fills it up, man. Really, really. I want. I want a, a episode like that from a every compilation. Of yeah, all compilation. Of I want one from like Mad Men. Hey, you remember the time every time I fucked a fucked a sloop? It's just a bunch of compilation. Hey, Camilla, remember the time I ate gabagool? And it's just a bunch of gabagoos. Yeah, that's okay. what I want for the Sopranos clip show. You could do that. Okay. <laughs> hey, remember the time when we went to, went to the woods to find a Russian, and then we just played some clips from that. It's perfect. Uh, let's see. I want to make sure I hit everything I got. Oh, uh, the AJ part at the very beginning. Yeah, we see Paul Dano again. He's oh uh, yeah, having yeah, a party. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they make a little money on it, and then of course they get. I, I, he didn't really get caught. He was just being a dick to his mom, and he yeah, he didn't fessed up to it. Yeah, and because it was like an actually smartly planned event, <laughs> right? And they. They kind of ignored the fact that he's a 17-year-old that made $300 selling beer to other 17-year-olds. Well, he didn't sell beer. He said, we let them bring their own cup, or we gave them a cup, but what they brought was up to them, which is, that's a very, uh, very very college thing to do. Trust me. We've done parties where it's like, bring whatever they want. We're not going to serve anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, Still hilarious that they walk out of there like, at least he's like excited fired up yeah. about something like <laughs> look his we've college seen him for... guidance counselor said like maybe event planning i don't really which know what it weird. is yeah but which is five seasons of him just being the most aloof kid in the world and now he's kind of kind of an event in something so i guess we're cool with it i don't know i also loved uh her threatening him with uh you you better fill out that 
that application. If you if he thinks he's East Stratford State University material, he's got another thing coming. He needs to start filling out his applications. Yeah, I don't no think no one he's... knows what East Stroudsburg State is. No, I don't. I don't and know what that is. And he's probably not material for that either. It is a public university in oh, it East, is? East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Is it a good school? They have a cool emblem thing. It's in suburb it's in a suburban area. Mm. It's D- Division two. They're the Warriors. The Warriors, okay. It, what yeah, what do they a- offer? What things do they offer there? They got frats. Ooh, do they have Fiji there? Let's see what if there's a Fiji chapter. Kappa Alpha Psi, Delta no, Chi, no. Sigma Phi, Sigma Pi, Theta Chi, Kappa Delta Rho, Phi Beta Sigma, Omega nope. Psi Phi. Nope. 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 No Fiji chapter. Phi Gamma Delta, not there. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, that's all good. Can't win Sorry. them all, right? Yeah. Notable alumni. Oh, AJ Soprano. AJ Soprano, number one. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Not really seeing anybody that pops <laughs> yeah. off the page. Vic Fangio, okay. uh, current head coach of the Broncos. That's pretty much it. Dwayne Johnson. Not hey. that one, though. Not that oh, one, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. Pretty much right. uh, Jane Moffitt, I think. Nope, never mind. That's a baseball player. Nobody knows who that is. Yeah. Jane Moffat. Oh, girls professional baseball. Yeah, definitely. Nobody knows who that is. That's it. James Saxton, if you know who that might be. I have heard of James Saxton, yes. He's a U.S. representative in New Jersey. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about how, uh, in the back to the episode, kind of talked about um, how... Yeah, uh, Tony B kind of represents another side of Tony Soprano and all that stuff. So we've kind of gone through everything, unless there's something else you have. No, I think I, uh, I think I got through most of my notes. Like I said, I thought this was their most complete season. I, yeah. I, I really, really, really loved it. I like. During last night, uh, we were watching the finale last night and. Like during the Johnny and Tony scene at his house, like I just turned to my wife and I was like, I love this fucking show. It is so effing good, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just the writing, the cinematography, all of it. It's just so, so good. And it is a bit convenient that the FBI shows up right then. Yeah, a little bit. And that he that Tony wasn't actually named in the Yeah, in the indictment. In the thing. So that 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 helps him out going down the road. But as we said, it seems like uh, his real problem is Phil, and there's nobody between him and Phil any longer. Right. So that's probably where we're heading next season. I guess are all of the crew arrested from New York? I don't know. Johnny yeah. is for sure. Yeah, yeah Johnny's. Uh, the gardener is yeah poor gardener really mm-hmm. he he's like the epitome of him and adrian are the epitome of what happens if you're just like mob adjacent and like or or the the bartender bartender too yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna get if you're around tony soprano you're gonna get fucked somehow yeah you will uh i hope we don't get fucked uh me too yeah i mean we're doing this sh- the the podcast so i don't know if that 
what if Tony comes to our houses and he's like, hey, you need to stop. You need to stop doing this podcast. <laughs> we won't do it. We stand for principle for the DJ PvP1. I guess that would be impossible on two levels. One, Tony Soprano is a fictional character. Two, the actor James Gandolfini has since passed away. Yes. So I don't and know if... The character may also have passed away. Yeah. We don't know. Don't That's unclear. up for debate. We'll talk about that next season, or Yay! I guess maybe two. I don't know. It's next season, two seasons from now. Who knows? By the books, it's, it's one season, but we're going to say it's two seasons. Yes. That's crazy. We got one kind of two seasons left. Yeah. Of all right, man. Well, all right, man. Yeah, you got to get paint. going. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for joining us on this episode. So we're a little, 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 little